Welcome back to the H2B Creative Fuse podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, part of the creative team here at H2B Creative in downtown Dalton, Georgia. I'm hanging out this Monday with Jesse Sutherland and Amanda Brown from the Creative Arts Guild. Thanks for joining us today in the studio. I know you guys have been on here once before, a while ago, and since then... Lots of things have happened. I went to the, was it Crawfish Boil? Yes. That was yeah. fun. Our Our boil. Boil. Yes. <laughs> boil. yes, that was really fun. But the current big thing happening now is the Snow Queen that is about to start in a week and a half or so. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're in <laughs> we're very very few days left. Um, it opens on November 17th. So oh, after oh, next I'm week, we move into the theater. Night. Yes, if you're going to the Thursday performance, you will be at opening night. Oh, that's what Kim told me to put me yeah. on my calendar. So sure. Oh, good. Yep. Um, Oh, how exciting. Okay, Mm -hmm. so for those people that aren't super familiar with the performance as a whole um, or sort of your place in Dalton, I feel like it's been talked about on here a lot, especially with you guys being on the show before. But if you want to kind of start there and fill people in on the history of the show as well. Right. So this is our 17th year, which is really exciting. I came over to the Guild almost 18 years ago. We're just shy of 18 years. And after my first kind of winter there, we started talking about let's do a big production instead of a concert-based winter show. And this was a story that when I was in high school, my dance director did. Now her own version of it was completely different than ours. But I fell in love with the story then. And so when we were discussing doing a winter ballet, immediately I thought about the Snow Queen, which is a Hans Christian Andersen story. It's actually the story that they used to make the movie Frozen. So, uh-huh. Yep. So, Everything is clicking into place right? now. It's all pulling okay. together. So we said, okay, great. We're going to do it. So now with the Snow Queen, it's not so easy to put together. If you're doing Swan Lake, you can pull the score and you can pull the story and here's the choreography and you know what costumes to get. In our case, we had to take the story and really adapt it to work properly for a ballet, properly for the dancers that we had, etc. So we adapted the story completely. We created every single step of choreography. We chose every single costume. We put the score together like I oh my gosh Elizabeth and I went through for months went through music after music after music to put a whole score together musically to work for this ballet so it is truly one of a kind from start to finish this is this is our baby this is fascinating to me so you've done it for 17 years Mm -hmm. you basically built it from the ground up does anything about it ever change or is it yes okay so every year there are sections of choreography that changes of course you know different dancers are doing different roles which means they're dance completely differently both the characterization of it and the technique of it is totally different but we do change some sections of choreography every year so there's always something fresh to see different costumes change different set pieces change so I mean it has morphed and continuously over and over it has morphed since its inception that's really amazing what are you most excited about this season I would say, well, a couple of things. Last year, things got more back to normal following COVID. We were able to open our theater back up a a little more naturally and have more of an audience again. That was so nice. This year, it feels even more normal. Yeah. You know, we can full throttle it. Plus, this is our sixth year with our orchestra, which I know Amanda will talk a lot about. Then that is just a huge deal to have a real live orchestra of really talented professional musicians. And so that feels like coming back home as well, marrying that live music with the live dancing just cannot be beaten. And just seeing all of the work our dancers have put into this production come to life on stage is a whole different animal. I mean, one of the, it's it's exhausting getting there, but one of the most magical weeks of the year really is theater week. The second you walk into that theater, the whole vibe is different and seeing it 
truly come alive on stage is it's just the best. I'm so excited. And of course, I mean, some of the most rewarding things are the most exhausting. Sure, so, exactly. I mean, yeah. So yeah, it's you worth said working hard for. Theater week. Are there mm-hmm. other parts of the week that are theater based or like what is that? So entail? we really started this process for this year's Snow Queen in May. Huh. Audition. Mm-hmm. Okay. Auditions for leading roles happen in May. And then over the summer, we started setting choreography on some of the leads. And then in, by end of August, we were setting choreography on all of the groups in Snow Queen. And that's five-year-olds through, you know, 18-year-olds. So There's it is def- Oh, yeah. So it is definitely a process to get it all reset. And then, you know, figuring out what costumes to change and what needs to be updated and costume fittings and, you know, just all the adjustments that come with it. This is really, really, this is fascinating to me. My, yeah. my ballet experience experience stops at like six so <laughs> it's never too late we have an adult ballet class every thursday oh I, I i just don't know if i'm the one for that one but come on I think you'll love it so interesting <laughs> so you've only had the live orchestra for six years you said why did you get them or like why did that change or how did that change the production as a whole i think as an organization the guild um, one of the th- we were looking at who we are and how we are unique in our community and one thing that kind of came to light was the fact that we have all of the arts under one roof. There's a lot of places now, due to the Guild's original mission to bring the arts here back in 1963. And now there are a lot of our different arts organizations here, but what's so wonderful is the Guild houses them all under one roof, and what we were trying to do is find more ways to kind of intermesh and collaborate interdisciplinary-wise. And so we wanted to find different things without our year throughout our year that allowed that to happen and the snow queen was a natural option to kind of consider and with that said jesse mentioned that she selected this music piece by piece herself with another instructor at the time and so that means that there was no written score so before we could even invest in finding an orchestra and pulling people together we had to score the music so rodney bishop a local person here in dalton in our mind a local genius uh, worked for a year to put that together together and donated his time to do so, which was a huge thing for the Guild because then it allowed us to actually raise the funds to bring in a full orchestra and hire the musicians, which also validates their life and the work of the arts. And it's something, another one of our missions is to support working artists. So we were able to do that on multiple levels. And then for our students, the educational opportunity, Jesse and I talked about you know, ways to up the ante for our students and performing with live music. There's nothing that feels more, I'm getting chills thinking about powerful, amazing. Like it's just, it's a really unique experience. And even professional theaters and ballets are cutting this out because it's expensive. So the fact that we were able to do it, Ken and Myra White in our community, there's many people who give towards it, but they initiated that first year and they've stuck with us as our leading orchestra sponsor for the last six years. And so it's only through the generosity of our community that we're able to have and the talent of our community. A lot of these musicians Mm -hmm. are local. We pull some from Atlanta and Chattanooga, but the majority of them are local professional musicians. And one of the questions I ask people is always like, how has the community of Dalton either like supported this project or whatever? And I think that answers a lot of it is that so much of it is sponsored by the community or involves community members or whatever. So I think that's great. Are there other ways that Dalton has like stepped up to say like, hey, we really love this program or we love the show. Like, please continue to keep doing it. 
Absolutely. HGB is a perfect example. <laughs> oh, right. Kim, no, seriously. Kim has, for how many years? It's before I was here. Oh, my gosh. Since our, our second year. Okay. Yeah, so, so 16 years so far. Oh, I didn't realize HGB it was HGB has many. done all of the graphic design work and has donated their time to do that in so many generous ways. And every year we are blown away mm-hmm. by the beauty of what is presented to us. And Jessie always teases. She's like, I'm just scared because I loved last year's. I can't imagine I'll like this year's as much. And then every year mm-hmm. every is year. surprised. And it just, what it does for us is it refuels our engine because we look at things a different way. And then it kind of transcends into everything we do design-wise for the year down to like what we do in our lobby and how we decorate and how we promote the event. So we've also had people help with photography right. and yep, different Bobby various- Joe Fine Arts Photography. She is newer oh, to our community. Oh, I love her. Oh, we love her so much. Oh, she's much. wonderful. She is wonderful. She is great to work with and she is crazy talented. Yes. Yeah, I she second did- shoot weddings for her, okay, like yeah. rarely, but she's fantastic. Yeah, she did all of our around town photo shoot this year and they're just the photography is incredible and she just was so great to work with yeah. she made the dancers feel beautiful and at home and comfortable and and she's just been a joy so yeah that is another way plus we now incorporated what three years ago the Dalton High School players to come in uh, maybe a little bit longer ago for our narrators for our shortened abridged version of the show so we have two Dalton High School players that come in and do Hans and Anne and narrate during that show and then we also have our marionettes that we added I think that was three years ago Mm -hmm. and this year our very own Amanda Brown did the choreography for the marionettes which I mean who has an executive director who is not only so capable from the business side but is so capable from the artistic side she's so, making me blush. It's <laughs> she, we're we're so, she really does. I mean, it's no. just it's she fun was generous to allow me. No, mm-hmm. we just are so grateful that you did, and and this piece is so great. So it adds that kind of acting quality to it as well. So it opens up the door outside of dance too. I'm so excited about this. I again was kind of familiar with it, but not in the way that I was like, I can tell you all about it. I know everything because I had no idea that it was like a frozen original kind mm-hmm. of thing. Out of curiosity. How did the popularity of that movie affect y'all or did it? Did it boost sales? Did it like bring more attention to it? Like how did it did it do anything for you? That is a good question. I think it has brought a little more awareness almost in both directions. Like it, people started to understand, oh my gosh, Frozen came from this classical story, this really important story by Hans Christian Andersen, who also did A Little Mermaid. And then vice versa, when people hear that, well, we did it first, first of all, and then Frozen came out of it. That's a big deal to hear that. So people are always really excited to hear. So I think it probably is, you know, a marriage across the And you know what? I I think also, like as you said, it it clicked for you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is the same story. I think for a lot of our, especially younger dancers in our dance families who are watching a ballet and not used to the language of ballet, because there is a learned kind of Mm -hmm. skill set there if you know a little bit of the storyline ahead of time then you kind of start to have some aha moments which I think allows people in to participate a little bit more I think that's super Mm -hmm. helpful yeah so Mm -hmm. and there's one more thing that's special about this year that I kind of wanted to interject but I was waiting my turn oh no please as the dance director she cannot wear her mom hat as often as she should but guess who's the snow queen this year (gasps) it's Jesse's daughter Finley so while she can't brag about her daughter, maybe thinks it's you know an out of place thing to do. It's a pretty special thing to be a dance director and then have your daughter performing as the the named character in the role, and she's doing a beautiful job at That's it. Really so exciting. it's pretty special, full circle. It is, it is because when did she? Her first role was what? 
When did she? Oh, how old gosh, was she? She would have been a baby flower. She at five was years old. She's been uh, yeah every year, and you know she dances four and five days every single week, and um, and does the extra classes and assistant teaches and uh, uh, substitute teaches, and you know she's just always done the extra. My mom actually wrote. We put best wishes in our program that parents and families and stuff can put in their ads and best wishes. And Finley does not know this yet, but my mom wrote a, a wish to her talking about how in high school I was Snow Queen, and now she is Snow Queen in high school, and it's just such a sweet sentence. It's very lucky to be in that situation and have it be something that I can share with my daughter. And thank goodness I have a daughter who works so hard to earn that spot. Yeah. I just feel very, very blessed with that. Oh, that's really special. I'm not tearing up. (laughs) It's okay. Um, Do it together. (laughs) Okay. That's, I mean, I'm really excited about this. I'm excited to help, like, to spread the word and to share this podcast and everything. One thing that we didn't do, which I'm sure you did at the first podcast, but just in case, if you guys want to quickly introduce yourselves and your role, we did that a little bit during all of this, but you're bigger than this show. So I would love to hear exactly. I'm Amanda Brown, and I'm the executive director of the Creative Arts Guild. And I'm Jesse Sutherland. I'm the director of dance for the Creative Arts Guild. Okay. So you guys both have very full calendars, I think. (laughs) Um, Well, great. Thank you so much for being here. If you real quick want to let people know the dates of the show, Mm -hmm. where they can get tickets, and any other information that I have missed. Yep, so you can find everything on our website at creativeartsguild.org. Shows are November 17th through 20th. The Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night shows are at 7 p.m. There is a Saturday matinee that's that shortened abridged version with the narrators, Hans and Anne. And then Sunday, we have a matinee at 2 p.m. And all performances are at the Dalton High School Theater. And you can get tickets online on our website. Did I get everything? You did it. Okay. That's great. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Um, again, thank you for being here. And I'm excited to have you back to talk about next year as well. But for now, we will leave it with the Snow Queen. Perfect. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us today here at the H2B Creative Fuse podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe, whether you listen on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher. H2B Creative is located in downtown Dalton and is here to assist with all of your marketing needs. Check us out at h2bcreative.com or creativefusepodcast.com or any of our social channels. Until next time, stay creative.